You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Like we always do about this time. I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. This is your host, E-Dub, and we are back after a brief uh, hiatus. Um, took some time out to do some vacationing with the fam and kind of just put down some of the things that we do with the Hawks. But we are excited to be back uh, to put out another podcast for you guys. Just catch you guys up on the ins and on the outs of what's been going on with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, first things first, man, we appreciate you guys for checking us out, all of our social media platforms. Um, however you've been checking us out, the podcast, all that stuff, man, we really just appreciate you guys. If you are new to the show, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, E-Dub. This is the Hawks Beat Podcast. This is episode 19 of Volume 5. Pretty soon, man, we're going we're gonna to convert this thing over to Volume 6. And uh, we probably should already be doing Volume 6, being that we've already had the draft and everything. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but we are glad that you joined us today. We've got some things on the docket that we want to talk about. But first things first, man, um, we invite you to connect with us on our social media platforms. Listen, a lot of what we do is on the social media front. And we would love for you to connect with us on those avenues, those social media avenues, because that's a big part of what we do. We tweet every basketball game that we're at. We're always putting stuff on Instagram, Facebook. So if you have not already, make sure you connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at HawksBeat, just at HawksBeat. One word, find us there. Give us a click. Give us a follow. Give us a like and all that jazz. Um, 
We're also on Facebook for the Facebookers. Just go to that search bar and type in The Hawks Beat. You'll see our page. Hit that like button and then you'll be um, subscribed to everything that we do. As far as the podcast is concerned, um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on all of the, the networks where you can get your podcast. If if you are listening here, I'm sure you know how to consume <laughs> podcasts via Apple Podcast. Um Man, there's so many platforms now, you know, make sure you swing by Anchor. Anchor does a great job with the podcast, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Man, we're on all of those networks. Just make sure you subscribe to us on one of those platforms and check us out on the daily, man. And we will greatly appreciate it. Last but not least, man, the hub, the hub of where everything can be found is our website. The website is the Hawks beat. That is T H E Hawks beat.com. The Hawks beat.com swing by the Hawks beat.com. Check out some of the latest articles that we have up some of the latest news and notes. You'll be able to get our podcast links and uh, any additional things that you need. You can get it there from the website. But uh, now that we get that out of the way, Let's go ahead and get into our first segment, guys. All right, guys. So we are back. First things first, man. Wanted to talk a little bit about Summer League. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because we need to put Summer League in its proper perspective. Um, First things first, guys. Say it with me. It's just Summer League. <laughs> it's just summer league, guys. Relax. So here's the problem I have, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up rooting for the Hawks. Like my favorite player was Dominique, but like I wasn't like a Hawks fandom all my life. Like I wasn't. I wasn't that guy. And working and and doing these these things that I do for the Hawks, I'm able to speak with a little bit more clarity of without like the the fan passion. Like I like the Hawks, I pull for the Hawks. You know, when the Hawks win, it's good for business. However, some of you guys need to just relax. Yesterday I got home, I saw that the Hawks got trounced by Minnesota, ninety to sixty six. 0-2 in uh, Summer League. Uh, I saw Jalen Adams had a bad game, and folks were just unloading on Jalen Adams, talking about Omari Spellman's weight. Like, you guys just need to relax, man. Like, relax. It's going to be okay, you know? What did you think that Jalen Adams was, you know? I mean, <laughs> he, he, he is what he is, man. Don't expect him to just all of a sudden be an all-star because this is his second year in the league or whatever. But um, the the only guys on this roster that you need to even really be observing, you know, of course, is Jalen Adams. You know, DeAndre Hunter, the Fernando kid that we got, and Amari Spellman. I don't think anybody else is even making this squad. So, you know, watch those guys. The Summer League is what it is. It's just a chance for these guys to get some run in, develop a little bit of a continuity, play some guy, some some basketball against some NBA-type talent, and that's it. You know, to play four games, you get in, you get out, you don't get injured. And um, that's the goal, man, and then it's over. Um, so some of you guys just need to relax when it comes down to Summer League, man. It's not that big of a deal. Hawks got two more games. I have to check and see when the next one is. I think it might be today. 
And, um, but I'll check, I'll have that for you by the end of the podcast. But, um, yeah, man, it's just summer league. Just relax. Um, it's good to see the guys out there supporting him. Uh, John Collins and Trey and, uh, Cars, um, Chandler Parsons, Kevin Herter out there. And, uh, it's always good to see the guys out there supporting, uh, the team. <clears throat> um, so yeah, we'll put that summer league to bed. In regards to the roster moves, in regards to the roster moves, I haven't put out a podcast since they've made some of the the big moves. I've I've made my thoughts known on social media, made my thoughts known on some of the things that we put up at the Hawks beat. Um, One of the things, and I just want to go over them kind of really quickly, um, the Evan Turner for Baysmore deal. We wrote a piece a farewell piece to one Mr. Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore, and I won't talk about the whole thing right now. I want you guys to go read it. Go to thehawksbeat.com. You'll see the the, the piece we wrote on Kent Bazemore. It should be the lead story still up. Um, but, of course, they made the trade Evan Turner for Bays. And, and I think that they did Bays a solid. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I think they did Bays a solid by sending him to Portland and not sending him out to some, you know, scrub team that's not, you know, that has no vision or anything like that. Um, just an even swap, you know. Um, I, I like the Turner kid. Um, he's not much of a scorer. He, he's uh, he's a facilitator. He can, he's a, he's a savvy veteran. He's a savvy veteran. And we knew Kent, Kent Bazemore's days were, were kind of, um, near the end, he, he kind of represents the end of an era with this Hawks team. And, uh, we hate to see him go, but it's going to be interesting to see how Evan Turner fits in to the squad. I know coach said that he wanted, uh, Turner to play a little bit of the point guard. You know, he can handle the ball, he can distribute. So, uh, look for him to be handling the ball in a backup capacity as well. Not a good shooter. Uh, he, he's a fairly capable defender at this stage in his career. Uh, terrible three-point shooter, shot like under 30%, <laughs> but, you know, uh, he's going to be what he's going to be. But it's going to see, it's going to be interesting to see how Turner fits into this rotation. Um, yesterday as well, they officially, officially announced the uh, deals with DeAndre Hunter and uh, Fernando, the, uh, the Bruno Fernando, the big that they drafted from Maryland. Uh, I said, I've gone on record and said I like both of these picks. They go ahead and announce them, and they announce that they got signed that same day. And um, they're currently out in the Summer League, man. So it was good that they got this done uh, expeditiously. It's good that they're out with the guys playing in the Summer League. So we're definitely going to try to um, catch them today when they play and see what they look like and how they're moving against some NBA talent. The the other move they uh, officially add Chandler Parsons from the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they trade away Miles Plumley and uh, I forget the other guy that was in that trade as well. But um, not much. Uh, it's mainly a contract situation, a contract situation, and they open up another roster spot. Um, how Chandler Parsons fits into this lineup, I don't know. He hasn't been healthy in like the last three years. I don't know. I don't know if they're I know Memphis tried to buy him out, but Parsons was like, "Nah, I don't really want to get bought out. I want all my bread," and I don't, I don't really blame him for that. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how he fits into the rotation as well. The The Hawks are trying to go younger, guys. They're going to try to go younger, and they're going to try to give the first priority of playing time to these young guys that they have drafted. They're, they're not going to be trying to win games this year. They're not going to – winning games isn't going to be a priority with this team. And I'll, I'll tell you a, lot, a, a preview for, my, for the next segment is that I don't believe that this Hawks team is a playoff team as of yet. Um, I, I did men- mention as a result of the Chandler Parsons deal, there is one roster spot left. Powering off. I don't know if, um, I don't know where they go with that. I think they're trying to add another big, but looking at the free agents that are left, man, it's scraping the bottle of the pan. Like, I don't know where you go. Um, they say you can never have enough wings. I don't know. Do you bring in another wing? Are are you comfortable with the point guard situation? I know that coach said that uh, he likes Turner to handle the ball. You still got Jalen Adams in the mix. Um, he even said that Cam Reddish will be handling the ball a little bit. So um, are you comfortable with that? Do you just want to keep the position open and maybe grab somebody later on once the season starts? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I know once training camp comes in, they'll, they'll make some more um They'll have a better feel of of what the roster is going to look like. But for the most part, we, we kind of know what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, you only really got one spot open. So we will see. Um, could Vince Carter be in play? I'd love to have Vince Carter back, if for nothing else, from a leadership standpoint. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment as well. But, um, again, just to recap, man, Summer League, just relax. Things are going to be okay. It's not the it's not stop living and dying with everything this team does, man. Just like, <laughs> and I, and I, and I'm talking to fans. I'm trying to tell you like not to, you know, just, it's going to be okay, guys. It's going to be okay. And the roster moves, uh, as far as the, all of the deals in a vacuum and putting them into one solid, uh, I don't like to give grades, the Turner for Bays deal, I didn't love it, but like I understood, like okay, well maybe you just want to do Bays a solid. From a contract situation, you kind of break even. Uh, they're definitely getting the better player out the deal. Um, I thought Evan Turner, you know, he's you know good, decent player. You know, you lose a little bit offensively, but you know it is what it is. Um, the Chandler Parsons deal, I understand that. That's totally a deal to. Uh, open up another roster spot. You don't really, I mean, you save maybe like a million dollars as far as cap room is concerned. So you're not really losing much as far as the cap is concerned. Uh, and you're getting that open roster spot. Um, what uh, Travis intends to do with the roster spot remains to be seen. Uh, again, I've said this whole time, I trust Travis. <laughs> I trust Travis. Whatever he whatever, whatever he, he, he says and thinks, uh, I'm willing to go with him because I'm not saying he's batting 100, but he has a pretty solid batting average with me. So, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into this next segment after this quick interlude. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. This is, again, the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, E-Dub, and uh, we're back, man. Episode 19, Volume 5. And uh, I guess if I had to title this segment, it would be this. The Hawks are not a playoff team. Now, I know some of y'all didn't want to hear that, 
but the Atlanta Hawks, as presently constructed, are not a playoff team. And in this segment, I'm going to dissect the reason why I believe that I am right. <laughs> Look, guys, take away your fan hat for a moment. Yes, the addition of DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish are good. And I think long term, that is going to be very beneficial for the Hawks. But as of now, Cam Reddish has not played one NBA minute. DeAndre Hunter hasn't played one NBA minute. Bruno Fernando hasn't played one NBA minute. And for much as we love Trey Young and John Collins and Kevin Herter and all of those guys, we have to look at these things from a realistic point of view. First things first, guys, let's look at the roster. So you're starting five. I imagine to begin the season will look like this. You're going to have Trey and Hooter in the backcourt. You'll have DeAndre Hunter on the wing, John Collins, and Alex Lynn as your bigs. I imagine that is going to be your starting five. Your next five, I imagine your sixth man off the, off the bench, the first guy on the bench, I imagine that will be DeAndre Bemry. Bemry is the last holdover from... Um, kind of the pre-Schlink era. <laughs> He's kind of last holdover from there, but he is Lloyd Pierce's guy, you know, so I imagine he'll be your sixth man. So your second five gets a little dicey. I imagine it might be Jalen Adams running the point, but it could be Evan Turner running the point. So I don't know. I imagine that second five will have probably a mixture between Bimry, uh, Jalen Adams, uh, Evan Turner, and then if you have those three, who are your bigs going to be? Is it going to be Omari Spellman and Bruno Fernando? Uh, I don't know. Do you throw Cam Reddish in there? Because the whole reason that you trade Kent Bazemore is to get more playing time for the young guys. So I imagine that Cam Reddish figures into that equation as well. So maybe you're looking at a five of uh, a small five, of maybe Adams, Turner, Reddish, Bimry, and Spellman. Uh, you could go big if you take Adams out and insert Fernando. Then you got two bigs with Spellman and Fernando. And then you got Turner, Reddish, and Bimry. Uh Either way, you slice it. That's not much shooting out there. And that is, it's a decent second five. But, you know, by no means will they be scaring anybody away. <laughs> so... Um, your starting five is decent. And one thing that this team proved last year is that they can put up points. Like the one thing that I said, looking into the draft, I was like, you know, you really don't need a guy that's going to give you 20, 30 points a game. And, um, you just don't, you don't need that because you guys can score. So, um, looking at the roster, man, I don't see much quality depth. I don't see much quality depth. And and by quality, I mean, you have guys that are unproven and that you're just expecting them to walk into the NBA and flourish. That is tough. That is tough. Cam Reddish isn't going to just come in and be a 20 point. Cam Reddish struggled at Duke. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yes, I do believe he has the possibility to be a really good basketball player down the road. DeAndre Hunter, I think he's the most pro-ready guy, but still, he's going to have struggles. These are rookies. This is what they do. So, in year two, you're going to look at what is Trey Young going to be? What is Kevin Herter going to be? I need Kevin Herter to be a lot more aggressive. 
for all the good that Herter was last year, he needs to take a big step this year. If he's going to be a starting two guard in this league, he needs to be more aggressive. You're a shooter, shooter, shoot. <laughs> shooter, shoot, man. Um, <clears throat> so um, one thing that I have as far as, as the Hawks not really making the playoffs, one of the things that I had written down is the loss of leadership. The loss of leadership. So you look at this squad as it's presently constructed. Who are your leaders? You'll say easily, okay, it's got to be Trey Young and John Collins. Well, what do we know about them being leaders? Like, I, I believe that they both have leadership qualities, but can they lead an NBA locker room? I can't unequivocally say that they can. Now, I'm not going to say that they can't, but I, it, they've never done it before. So this is going to be new for them. This is going to be a new role for them. Who is going to be the guy to, to come out and speak when they're on a five or seven game losing streak? And who's going to be that guy to rally the team and keep the heads up? You know, these are young guys. You know, some of them are coming from winning programs, not used to losing. You know, who's going to be that guy in the locker room? There's no Vince Carter no right now. There's no Dwayne Dedman. There's no Torian Prince. There's no Kent Bazemore to keep everybody together now. Is Trey, is John ready to be that guy, you know? You know, you you have veterans on this squad. You have Evan Turner. You have Alan Crabb. But those guys, in all honesty, they don't know if they're going to be here past a year. They don't know. So you don't know what kind of mentality they have. I think one of the biggest things, one of the biggest question marks on this team is the loss of leadership. Look at the guys you lost. You lost uh, uh, Vince Carter, leader. Kent Bazemore, leader. Dwayne Dedman, leader. Justin Anderson, leader. Those were four bonafide leaders in the locker room and you lost that you lost that like that is big so like don't undersell the loss of leadership for these guys you know i think that's going to be an issue <clears throat> excuse me i think that's going to be an issue moving forward something that you have to seriously look take a look at also the loss of production guys the loss of production Torian Prince, Dwayne Dedman, Vince Carter, and Kent Bazemore. That is 43 points a game. 43 points. Prince, Dedman, Carter, and Baze, 43 points a game. Now, you're replacing them with Evan Turner. You're replacing them with two rookies, um, two guys, uh, and guys, uh, Chandler Parsons. I mean, you're replacing these guys with guys who are uh, unproven who haven't played NBA minutes, who are coming off injury. Um, It's going to be a task covering those 43 minutes, those 43 points. Does Trey's scoring go up? Probably. Does Kevin Kevin Herter's scoring go up? I imagine it would, and it should. And I imagine that uh, all of those guys are going to eat a little bit more. But you're going to need... um, you're going to need some scoring, man. You're going to need some scoring. Now, I like the addition of DeAndre Hunter. He was the main guy I coveted in the draft, but I still think there's defensive issues there. The switch from Dwayne Dedman to Alex Lynn is a huge drop-off defensively. A huge drop-off defensively. Dwayne Dedman was very underrated for how he commanded that defensive squad. He He's kind of like the defensive quarterback a lot of the times. And last year, they weren't even that good defensively. So you're taking away your defensive center. You're putting in the guy who is who is capable, but he's not as good defensively. You know, So you lose defense on the back end. 
And that's going to be an issue. That's going to be an issue. So you look at the squad from, from a number standpoint. Last year, you, you keeping all that in mind, this team won 29 games. 29 games. And here, here's my, my, my point. Uh, to be a playoff team in the East, you're probably going to have to get to that number 40, 41, 42 games. Last year, they won 29. I say that this team, as presently constructed, will win more than 29, but I don't think that they'll get to that magic number of 41 to get them into the playoffs. Somewhere between 29 and 41 is where I believe this team will be. Is where I believe this team will be. Um, and so you look, oh, man, you're crazy, man. This team is young. They're excited. No, they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, let's look at it from, from a standpoint of the other teams in the East, Okay. Let's just do it for the other teams in the West, in, 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 the, in the East. You look at the standings last year, last season, and I'm going to read these one to eight. <clears throat> Excuse me. You had the Bucks, the Raptors, 76ers, Celtics, Pacers, Nets, Magic, Pistons. Um, Pistons were a 42-win team. On the outside looking in, you had the Hornets win 41 games. You had the Heat, the Wizards, and then you had the Hawks at 29 wins. The Hawks were above the Bulls, the Cavs, and the Knicks. So let's just project, okay? And we're just projecting just for fun. Let's just project that the Hawks are already better than... No, no, we're not going to start at the bottom. We're not going to start at the bottom. Let's start at the top. So you can pretty much put the playoff teams into three tiers, okay? You can put it into three tiers. So your top tier, your top tier teams in the East are the Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, and the Boston Celtics. I think we can all agree those are the top dogs, right? The top dogs. Toronto was there last year, but without Kawhi, without Danny Green, without some of the guys, I'm not going to put them in that top tier. Top tier teams and your Eastern representative is probably going to be one of those three. The Bucks, the the Sixers, or the Boston Celtics. One of those three. Your mid-level tier teams, you got the Raptors, you got the Pacers, and you got the Nets. Nets are going to be very much improved. However, Kevin Durant's not going to be back next year. You got Kyrie Irving. You got that young core that they still have. Um, They got the Torian Prince kid that we all like. (laughs) They got uh, DeAndre Jordan. But again... I'm not ready to put the Nets in that top tier until Kevin Durant comes back. That's just me. That's just me. But, I mean, if there's any team that's kind of like a tweener between the mid-level and the top level, uh, it might be the Nets. So, in the mid-level, you got the Pacers, you got the Nets, you got the Raptors. That's six spots. You're not going to tell me that the Hawks are better than any of those six teams. Realistically, you're not going to tell me that the Hawks are better than any of those six teams right now. So, that leaves two seeds left. Last season, there were the Magic, the Pistons, the Hornets, the Heat, the Wizards. The Magic and the Pistons, I don't believe as currently constructed that the Hawks are better than the Magic or the Pistons. Those are two 500 ball clubs. I don't believe that the Hawks are a 500 ball club. You look at this Magic team, I think at the very, I don't think they got worse. They still have Evan Fournier, they still got Aaron Gordon, and they still got Vesuvich, the center who is a, a beast. <laughs> and these are guys who aren't just, um, just, I mean, these are guys who make NBA plays, who have NBA film of them, you know, 
balling. I mean, so I'm not ready to say that this team is better than the Magic because I don't believe that they are right now. I just don't believe that they are. The Pistons, uh, I believe that they're still a 500 team. I mean, you still got Blake Griffin. You have guys who are in the NBA to know how to play in the NBA, and that's big. Now, keep in mind, I'm not poo-pooing on the Hawks for the for the moves that they made. I'm just saying that right now, don't respect the immediate turn. Don't expect the immediate returns on these guys that they invested in because I just don't I don't see it happening right now. I got the Magic, the Pistons. I think the Hornets were a 41 team. I got them going down. The Heat, I'm not sure exactly what they're doing, but they got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is better than any any player that the Hawks team. is is better than any team, I mean, any player that the Hawks have. So, I mean, the Wizards, um, you don't really know what they are, but, I mean, they're right around where the Hawks are. So, I mean, you can kind of flip-flop them. But even if you do flip-flop, even if you do jump the Wizards, even if you do jump the Heat, you're still a 9 or 10 team in the East. That's why the Hawks are not a playoff team as of yet. Now, next year, if you get uh, some more free agents, you're going to have some more money jumping off the books next year. You're going to have a lot of those contracts that we got, the Chandler Parsons, and a lot of. you're going to have a lot more cap room next year. You're going to have these guys, this young core, this young core of Trey, this young core of Kevin Herter, John Collins, Cam Reddish, uh, DeAndre Hunter. They're going to have another year under their belt. So I think they might be a year away from dipping in that playoff spot, guys, I just don't see it happening for the upcoming year. I just don't see it happening. This roster is still flawed. However, I think it is I think it is built for the future, but I just don't think that the future is next year. I just don't I don't I don't think that it is. So, if you agree or disagree, let me know, man. Tweet me. Let me know if you're listening to this. Send me a note via the Facebook page. Send me a note via Instagram. Send me a note via Twitter. Hit us up at Hawks Beat. Hey, man, I heard the podcast, and I don't agree with you. I think the Hawks team is going to win 50 games. Let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. <laughs> All right, folks, a little bit of breaking news. Um, we were all ready to put this podcast to bed and wrap it up and put it out there for consumption. But it appears that there has been a, uh, a roster move while we were recording and getting this thing ready to post. Um, it appears that the Hawks have come to terms with a free agent for Jabari Parker. Um, he's agreed to a two-year, $13 million deal with the Hawks, according to the Athletics Sham Charina, Tirana. And um, this is a, an interesting move for the Hawks. We understood that they did have the open roster spot. I thought that they were going to go after a uh, a center. But um, at this point in his career, I, I believe Jabari Parker is more of a power forward than a, than a, uh, than a wing. Um, so this changes things drastically. I think that he immediately becomes your backup power forward. Uh, so we talked a little about what the roster is going to look like in that second five, potentially. And so I think that the odd man out of that second five is Jalen Adams. So you go with the backcourt of maybe Evan Turner and Cam Reddish and a front line of DeAndre Bimry, Jabari Parker, and Omari Spellman. Don't really know what you <laughs> – that, that lineup is very athletic. 
Um, it has absolutely no shooting. But again, man, this is this is a work in progress. I don't really, I don't really love this move. Um, you're not paying them a ton of money, two years, thirteen million dollars. I don't know what the uh, the ramifications and all the details are. I'm sure that's going to be forthcoming, and we'll probably have something up later on today on thehawksbeat.com. But Jabari Parker has joined the Atlanta Hawks, and. Um, yeah, I, I still believe what I believe <laughs> as far as what this Hawks team will be next year. And it's going to be very interesting to see which of these veteran guys uh, have made, will make a play to uh, will, will play well enough to stick around to be around with this young core. So Jabari Parker uh, joins the Hawks and um, yeah, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that about does it for this episode of the Hawks Beat Podcast. We will, um, I don't know when when we'll do another one. Uh, If any breaking news happens, we'll probably shoot out another one. Maybe we'll do an after summer league wrap up or something like that. But uh, in the meantime, in the between time, make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that jazz. Appreciate all the new YouTube subscribers that we've gotten. Continue to push that thing. Uh, we appreciate all the retweets, the reshares, man. Keep on doing it as we continue to try to build this brand and give you guys the best in Atlanta Hawks coverage, man. So for E-Dub and the entire Hawks Beat crew, we'll see you when we see you. Peace and love. Like we always do about this time. I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLN's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.